0: is up everybody how you doing how you living here for another episode of talking football austin cunningham and justin treese joined by uh a guy that you're probably a name that you should get used to hearing um a player for the university of utah a utah ute Le Le lecaria excuse me Lacarier pleasant johnson i just cleaned it up right before we hop on of course we press record and i slightly messed it up so my apologies But, man, I'll tell you what. When when Riley reached out and said, hey, I got a player from Utah willing to come on the podcast and talk, I was like, all right, who is it? He brings it up. We read about you. We do some research. I was like, this is going to be fun. So, first off, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate it, man.
1: Man, no problem. Uh, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. I'm just trying to enlarge my territory. Appreciate you guys.
0: Hey, there we go. And I know, Treese – Treese is a huge Utah Utes fan he's got season tickets it's the only thing he talks about so he's got a list of questions that I know he wants to get into so before anything else trees let's let's get you in on the podcast I don't want to go five minutes without hearing your voice uh, or, you know you having any takes or anything like that
2: yeah no no I am super excited like you said season ticket holder uh, I'll be in the North End zone plenty this year unfortunately wasn't around last year but you know I don't- that's in the past now. So we'll be back this year with fans. So that's going to be awesome. Um, so, Lucaria, here's a question. So you're obviously from Washington, a lot of people, so everybody knows. You're from Washington. That's where you were born. You ended up playing high school football in Arizona. Um, I know that you're kind of, your final three schools were kind of between Utah. I think you had Colorado and Florida in your final few. So my biggest question is, what made you choose Utah over all the other schools?
1: Uh, so, you know – Carpet and Johnson here go Utah, of course Uh, just the deciding factor you know me coming to Utah is a question am am I right yeah Um, you know I'm gonna just start first you know with with my grandma and and God you know Yahweh who I serve uh, led me you know tremendously throughout my my recruiting process you know my grandma's been there every step of the way Um, and uh, there's a coach you know Sharif Shaw up at Utah I mean I think he's one of the greatest you know technician coaches you know in college football is getting my hips right, uh, getting my feet right, getting my eyes right. But the uh, just the main factor of me coming here, man, you know, man-to-man is cool. I love playing man man coverage. I'm a big, tall, lengthy guy. Uh, Coach Whittingham, you know, he's excellent at coaching. And it was just family-oriented, really. You know, uh, also I just wanted to uh, get a chance to play early uh, as soon as, you know, Jalen Johnson, Josh Nurse, Tariq Lewis, and all those guys left. Um, but I did suffer a uh, labrum surgery my first year here so kind of set me back but put that way back on I'm ready to go but definitely coaching staff and just the people man just genuine people you know
0: yeah, that's, that's awesome. And you mentioned uh, Jalen Johnson being on the roster and, you know, choosing Utah to kind of get some an early start in playing and everything like that. How was it playing or, you know, seeing Jalen Johnson and, you know, kind of what did you learn from him? Um, and was Julian Blackman on the roster too? Was he there? You know, you kind of got to experience, what, you know, his work ethic and, like, what he brought to the team. Kind of what were you able to learn from those older guys and now seeing their success transition to the NFL? Yeah, uh, what, I,
1: what I was able to take from older guys is uh, – Listen to the small details, pay attention to the small details, um, and, ju- and just go hard, really. You know, uh, we're really here for either our degree or our family and generations after us. Um, and one message, uh, um, Jalen, you know, shout out Jalen, told me was to just keep my head down and working. You know, no matter the results, if it's an L, you learn from it. If it's a win, you still learn from it. Um, also, preparation as well. You know, getting, you know, prepared. Preparation is know preparation prevents poor performance if you you know prepare right um and so it's really just just you know being yourself and uh film film study film study is the biggest that's the number one on the number one he you know told me that hey little bro this is what you got to do just did it
2: yeah no that makes sense because like obviously with being in the pack 12 you're facing fantastic athletes everywhere right so it's all it's all mental game at that standpoint so no i i appreciate that that's awesome so you kind of mentioned your size and your length and that is one thing i noticed when i watched kind of your high school film over the last couple of days and i was telling austin as he's a chiefs fan like you re- you uh, you remind me a lot of chardavius ward the co- at the corner yeah. the, for the chiefs because he's a very lanky guy big size and physical up front and man to man and you remind me of him so much so i'm hoping hey let's uh let's just ride that train and you know great success maybe a super bowl champion one day
1: yeah man that's love i appreciate that comparison man that's love thank you
2: yeah absolutely um and so
0: one other thing that we want to get into you know you of course, you're at the University of Utah. You're a, a up-and-coming star in the making. I can just tell. Like Therese mentioned, you know, some of your highlights from high school. I've watched some of your previous interviews that you had and stuff. You're a very personable guy. You know, you're very charismatic. You're playing for the right reasons. You seem very, very motivated, and that's awesome. Um, and you're following in the footsteps of guys that you know have played at Utah and transitioned into the NFL nearly, almost flawlessly, really. I mean, Julian Blackman, Jalen Johnson, those guys just balled out last year. So that's something awesome for you to look out to. But amongst all of that, that just goes to show how athletic the University of Utah's football team is. And a question I want to ask you is, who is the best athlete on your guys's roster right now, excluding yourself, unless that is, you know, the true answer here?
1: Um, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always, I'm always, <laughs> that's just what my mom, you know taught me as a young age just you know put yourself first um best athlete like every position
0: uh just someone that you know you're at practice and you're like holy shit like look at this guy excuse my language but
1: yeah yeah um i mean i have to go with (laughs) devin lloyd man devin lloyd he's a he's a freak you know devin lloyd he's a just a different guy i think that's every i think that's uh you know, what everybody wants to look up to is a guy like Devin Lloyd. Shout out to you, Devin, if you're listening
2: to this. Um, Speaking of Devin, just like such a big thing for this team, for him coming back, like those juniors that we all thought were going to go to the draft, like Devin Lloyd and Nick Ford and even Brent Keithy, like huge for your guys' team and your guys' organization to have those leaders come back to this squad, which kind of brings me to my next point is like, I I know you guys all like have high expectations, but like, for me, it's like, are you guys practicing your smiles with the roses in your mouth? Because like you guys are winning the Rose bowl this year. Like this team is stacked. This team is stacked.
1: Um, man, nah, it's just really, you know, one day at a time. I mean, after practice, Devin preaches, you know, we're going to be champions and, uh, that's what we really believe. So, you know, we repair, we prepare, you know, for that battle. Um, but man, we're not doing, you know, no, not too many, you know, uh, teasing with the, uh, with the rolls in our mouth, but you know, around there we'll get, you know, we're going to get it done.
2: <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. One day at a time. I, I like it. I really do like it. So, um, Obviously the schedule came out today or sorry, yesterday, I guess, technically. And um, obviously you guys don't want to look too forward. You know, you guys got Weber state to start it off. And then you got San Diego state and BYU, obviously. Um, Is the team super excited to, you know, just to get back into it and just like, what are you most looking forward to? Like, are you looking forward to like having fans in the stadium? Like what was that like playing without fans in Rice-Eccles stadium last year? Uh,
1: What it was like without, you know i mean you know the must is incredible on third downs they give us great energy um i mean it is to me it's just kind of like a glorified practice you know what i'm saying with just a little bit of a crowd noise in the intercom but uh it was way different to see you know nobody in the stands it's way different
0: um and so you just mentioned you know having the fan base there is is it a huge aspect you know when you get on third downs and stuff and that's great because you know that's something that really kind of keeps you guys going in the game it kind of keeps the intensity up um but something i touched up on earlier and i, w- I was very genuine when i said it and i i meant it is that you seem very motivated what is it that motivates you you know going from washington to arizona and then going to the University of Utah to play football, what keeps you motivated, you know, to be the best you, to be the best Le Carrier, and then, you know, try and make, you know, have the dream become a reality of playing in the NFL and becoming an All-American, you know what I mean? Becoming an All-Pac 12 player. What is it that motivates you to keep being the best you?
1: Uh, I mean, what motivates me is definitely just my mom. Um, she's, I mean, she had one of the, she had one of the biggest impacts of my in my life. I lost my mom uh, 2011 to kidney cancer um you know I was devastated but I had a choice whether to lay down you know and get up keep fighting um with the help of my grandma I got up and kept fighting um and she passed away at the age 31 you know so that's why I wear number 31 and hopefully I get that um, once it's my time to you know get drafted and take care of my loved ones um but definitely my mom man you know um I feel like she just pushes me without being here but being spiritual you know first thing I do when I wake up is I say, you know, good morning, mom, talk to my mom, how you doing? Um, and then just my little siblings, you know, they don't have a mother, you know, so that's what hurts me the most and that's what makes me go harder the most is my brother, my twin brother and sister, John and Jazavia. Um, I love them so much, man. And, um, I just want them, you know, to, I just want them to, um, how do I put it? Just, I just want them to be happy. You know, our mom's not here, but, um, you know, if I uh, do get granted to, get drafted to the NFL, you know, a little bit of money and take just a little bit of pain away. And I think that'll just help our family out. Um, and then just, I just love playing football. My mom put me in football. It'd be a slap in the face to uh, disregard football if I were to. But definitely just, you know, my mom, definitely, man. Shout out 31.
2: That's amazing. That's um. I mean, heartbreaking story, obviously our condolences for you losing your mom. Like that's crazy to me. That's so young. Like that's, that's really is awful. And that's yeah. awesome. That you kind of came out on the other side. I mean, I'm 31 years old. Like that's, that's the crazy thing to think about here. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you came out and I, you know, trying to make it as much of a positive as possible. That's awesome. So, um, you know, not to kind of stay on that news, but like, so let's talk about Ty Jordan here. So obviously Ty Jordan, unfortunately passed away, um, this off season right after the season, obviously freshman of the year, an amazing player. And I'm, I i do not want to dive too much into like, you know, like all that, like, I know that that's kind of team specific, but like, how did the team come together? Um, and what do you think is going to motivate the team with that passing this year? Uh,
1: what's going to motivate the team is just the remembrance, the remembrance of Ty. Um, I mean, shoot, uh, after practice today, Coach Witt, we all got in a little um, six-foot, you know, six-feet uh, little circle, and we just gave two minutes of gratitude to uh, Ty Jordan without saying one word, you know, just thanking him or whether if it's just saying, hey. Um, but uh, just, the, just the passing of Ty Jordan really uh, fueled our team Um, and then you had one more question that was, I have, I forget, I forgot that question.
2: No, that, that was kind of it. I kind of repeated the question. So no worries. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that was just, you know, heartbreaking story when you hear that as well. Like it was, I'm sure it was a shock to you guys. Like it was everybody else. Like, honestly, I I didn't even know if it was real for the first like 12 hours that it was announced, right? Like you're doing all this research, just trying to figure it out. And I mean, like you just don't think that that type of things can happen, but like, it's just heartbreaking. I'm sure it like really affected your guys's team from a standpoint. So um, hopefully, hopefully everything comes out strong there. And um, one thing I do like kind of moving on here is on Twitter. I love how you are still shouting out all your boys that have ended up transferring um i love that you're staying close to them like obviously a lot of the running backs ended up transferring after they realized how good ty jordan was and they wanted opportunities elsewhere um you see you know you showing the love that like i have so much respect for you to be like hey these are still my boys and um i hope they do they have success elsewhere
1: yeah definitely um at the end of the day it's about you know showing love and being genuine um uh the backs that did transfer i had a personal relationship with them so it'd kind of be, uh, it'd kind of be just, you know, kind of rude not to wish them good luck. Or oh, uh, not to wish them good luck or farewell, you know, wherever they're going, but um, shout out to Jordan Wilmore, you know, shout out to Devin Brunfield. You guys are going to tear it up wherever you guys go. But yeah, man, always showing love. Camp Gardner too, man.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, we had a little bit of a drop there. Um, so, uh do you have any more questions before i go on to my last one
0: Uh, i don't man go ahead
2: okay cool so um one thing we like to do here um on talking football is we like to ask a certain question for players that are trying to make it to the nfl um and that is are you aware of like the my cleat my cause for the nfl and what they do there like when you get to wear your your cleats um so what type of cause and um would you like to support if you were in the NFL and you got to choose any sort of thing for your cleats, what would you have on your cleats?
1: Yeah, man. Um, hey, that's a good question. Um, Man, I, I definitely have the color orange. That's the uh, color for kidney cancer. I definitely make the, the base of my cleat and orange cleat. Um, You know, I'll probably just, have 31 all over the cleat man i don't know you know uh or even my, a picture of my mom's face on the side of the cleat um but it def- it'd definitely be the color orange of the cleat because that represents you know kidney cancer um yeah man that's a good question i gotta invest in that that's a good question
2: Yeah. Something you're going to need to think about here in a few years. So no, we we love it because we don't really tell people before that because we really want like that genuine answer, right? Like whatever comes to your mind first is what you would choose. So I love the idea of the orange and, you know, representing and stuff. So um, that's, that's amazing, man. We uh, that's very cool. So I mean, that's all the questions we had for you. We really appreciate you kind of taking the time. Obviously, you just got back from, you know, practice and film study. I'm sure you got some other stuff you got to do, probably eat some dinner. So we appreciate you guys you taking some time out of your night and coming and talking with us.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. I thank you guys for having me. Um, thank you guys, you know, reaching out. You know, very professional.
2: Guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, we'll just say it one last time. Go youths! and uh, thanks for taking the time.
1: Yes, sir. Go youths! Thank you, guys. Take care
0: all right all right all right and we're back after a great interview with Lacarier pleasant johnson um an up-and-coming star at the university of utah he is a corner i don't think we mentioned that in the interview uh, but this is a guy you know who lived in washington moved to arizona and then accepted a scholarship opportunity to play football at the university of utah he had an option between florida and utah picks utah and if you look at that in terms of just the dbs that have come from the university of florida the last couple of years cj henderson uh chauncey gardner johnson those are two to just put up there um and who have transitioned in the nfl really well but then when you look at utah you can say the same thing about Ju or excuse me jalen johnson and julian blackman and it's like hey what they have going on at Utah special and the fact that they're going to compete, be competing for a PAC 12 title this year. Um, is something that I know gets trees and every other Utes fan excited. Uh, so if you're new to talking football, thank you for joining us and listening to that interview with Um, It was awesome. Uh, maybe we can get him on, not necessarily through the season, but afterwards and just kind of, you know, see his thoughts and or hear his thoughts, I should say, and just kind of recap everything because that was, that was awesome. And I'm excited to see him play. As a guy who lives in Missouri, it's kind of cool to get, you know, to be invested and connected to the university of Utah in one way or another with trees here, just because it's all I freaking hear about from you.
2: It is. Um, I loved how, I think I made him a little uncomfortable talking about, you know, the Rose bowl, but I mean, that's what I got to do, man. Like that's what the the us fans want, right? Like, I think that, I think this team is so talented and with those guys coming back, I think that I really think that this team has a chance. Um, I think it's, us it's usc it's oregon washington's always in there like those are kind of those teams that i'm you know can be concerned or not concerned about but like those are the teams that are going to be competing for that pac-12 championship um so super excited about this year again i'm I'm going to repeat what you said awesome lucari thank you for coming on we appreciate it so um with that being said let's kind of shift our gears into the nfl talk here so A lot of releases are happening this week. Even more are going to be coming next week. Um, There are reports from um, old NFL coaches that are saying next week is going to be crazy. The week before free agency starts, everybody's going to be released because we all know that the salary cap has dropped dramatically this year. But with the new TV deals and stuff, it's going to skyrocket in the upcoming weeks. So we'll see how that goes and when by weeks I mean years. Um, but so a couple of big releases that have happened. Uh, Tyra Williams got released, uh, Jared Cook got released, Kyle Rudolph got released, Kyle Van Noy got released. Um, so uh, Golden Tate just got released just moments ago actually. So a lot of big name guys that can really make a difference. those are a lot of offensive skill guys that can make a difference on, honestly contending teams as like a you know a third weapon fourth weapon on those teams so I could see a lot of those guys signing up there so um how crazy do you think next week is going to be let's just start off with that
0: um I think it's going to be nuts especially because I mean I don't think the salary cap has been officially announced right like that hasn't been you know put out there it's more so just the cap floor is at this certain amount like you have to be at least above that amount correct
2: No, they did 181. Um, 181 was the max for this year.
0: So I must have completely missed that. That's amazing. Um, But still, like, this next week is going to be crazy. And I think we're going to see, or not this next week, yeah, the upcoming weeks in free agency is going to be nuts. And we're going to see a lot of guys sign a one-year deal. And it's really going to come down to the mindset of, do you want to go sign a one-year deal that's cheap with a contender and play deep into the postseason and compete for a Super Bowl so you can earn more money the next year? Or do you want to go somewhere and just absolutely ball out being the only guy so you're there on a one-year deal? You're the necessarily somewhat the face of the franchise for a season, kind of the savior guy, and then you can go elsewhere anywhere you want and get that payday. Everyone is going to be competing for the payday contract year, doesn't i mean it's undefeated that's you know um a guy that i looked up to tress paler is he said that was his saying that was his go-to is you know contract years undefeated and it stands true like we see everybody if they're on a contract year they got to play this season and then they go in discussions about their salary you know and what they should be paid those guys ball out and if we get a lot of those one-year signing deals this next year in the nfl is gonna be nuts just due to the fact that there's one year contracts all across the league and that all these guys are going to be balling out game in and game out just to prove I deserve, you know, top tier money. Um, a guy that you mentioned trees and Terrell Williams who got released, I believe he also just signed with the lions. Um, so if you're a lions fan, that's exciting for you due to the fact that you might be moving on from Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. So you at least have some maybe guaranteed receiver help there with Jared Goff being your quarterback. Now, um, The release and now signing that surprised me, though, Therese, was J.J. Watt. Not necessarily surprising that he was released, but the team that he did sign with, uh, J.J. Watt did sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of caught me by surprise. That wasn't the team that I was expecting. You know, everyone rumored the Buffalo Bills, the Pittsburgh Steelers, because that's where both of his brothers are. Are you going to get the Watt trio on the same team? We now know that answer is no. There was hope as Chiefs fans are just like, oh, let's get another veteran defensive lineman and just try and make our defensive line have over $100 million on the cap because that would just be the idiotic thing that fans want uh, if you're a part of the kingdom with Kansas City Chiefs. All in all, he signs with the Arizona Cardinals. Him and Chandler Jones—they have led the league in sacks since 2012. Chandler Jones has 97, and I believe J.J. Watt had like 95 and a half or 95. So, it's just absolutely absurd that you have both of those guys on that defense on the defensive line going after every quarterback in that division.
2: Yeah. So for me, is I know we didn't mention Arizona as an option, but like now that it's happened, you think about it and it makes sense. Um, so. so much also not from just the standpoint of one money talks and you're getting paid $31 million. Um, You know, that's obviously a big thing. Uh, Obviously you get to have Chandler Jones on the opposite side. Everybody thinks that the Cardinals have a chance. Like last year was their year before making that huge leap. Like all those make sense. But for me, the biggest thing is his wife is from Utah, actually about 15 minute drive from here. Um, from my house oh. so you got to think also maybe his wife was like hey i actually kind of want to be close to home again and close to my family as well i also want my family to be able to come and see you a lot eat more easily um now it's a car drive away not uh having to take a plane ride if you, obviously it's still a longer car ride but um much quicker right much easier so you you yeah, wonder she's if, playing she's soccer. playing soccer in
0: chicago i believe
2: she is she is yeah so um but you got to think that they're probably, you know, easier to see families probably was probably in the deciding factor as well. So but, um, you know, hey, I would not have to deal with J.J. Watt twice a year as a Jags fan. So, hey, it's a win for me.
0: <laughs> that is very, very true. Um, and like you said, now that you we, you know, take a step back and kind of look at it with Arizona, it does make sense. And now that you look at it, it's like, OK, you got Buda Baker, you got J.J. Watt, you got Chandler Jones. Patrick Peterson is still on the roster is he going to be released is he going to sign elsewhere what is the situation because I think he's actually a free agent if I'm if I'm if I'm remembering correctly
2: I think he still has one more year on his contract
0: Okay so then it is the rumor that he might be released but that defense is pretty fucking good so a lot to be excited about uh, as an Arizona Cardinals fan and when you look at that division if you're Russell Wilson And you're already having these complaints about, you know, the amount of times that you've been sacked, um, you know, over the last five years, the length of your career here. And, you know, how things have been with the offensive line not being valued through the draft or in free agency to protect you from the front office. You know, the the unhappiness that has been there from former players, you know, when they go on the Super Bowl run and how the defense – Treated him. There wasn't much respect. And then the organization doubles down as like Russell Wilson is our guy. We're going to build around him. And now you're reaching a point where it's like things are just kind of falling apart and he's interested um, in the possibility of being traded and he's given destinations on where he wants to go. I know those have been discussed, but like all in all, the reason why I'm saying is because if you're Russell Wilson and you're looking at a team that you got to face twice a year here in Arizona, they just got better on their defensive line and their pass rush and your offensive line. Is nothing right now. Like, you don't have much to be excited for. You have a good receiving core. Pretty much all your running backs are free agents or they're just trash. And your defense, it is what it is. But as a quarterback, you're sitting here looking at it like, ooh, if we do not address this offensive line and free agency, I am demanding a trade and I want out of here. And we could be then looking at this free agency and offseason being dominated by the trade aspect of Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson to wherever they may land, whether that's Miami, the New York jets, which I don't think it is. Um, or, you know, the Carolina Panthers, the Denver Broncos, the Oakland Raiders, or the Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. Um, I know I'm going on a long rant here, trees, but I apologize. It's just though, all those storylines come into play with JJ Watts signing with Arizona and it just sets the rest of the league on fire of what could happen due to this one signing in this division, you know, with the situation that's there. Um, of leaving the Texans and Deshaun Watson to now joining the NFC West with Russell Wilson, who is also not happy with his offensive line.
2: Yeah, for sure. And you also didn't mention, um, with the Cardinals, you know, you obviously mentioned their big name guys, but you didn't mention former first rounder Isaiah Simmons either, which is just another athletic freak on that defense as well. That's probably just going to be a fun toy next year. It took him a minute to figure out what role to really play him. Um, But what that does mean, and sorry, I actually looked it up. Patrick Peterson is a free agent. um, So my apologies there. You were correct. Um, And then uh, Hassan Reddick is a free Yeah, and it was me being the dumbass. So, you know, shit happens. Um, But uh, uh, Hassan Reddick is going to be a free agent. And this signing of J.J. Watt basically means that he's not going to be back. If you remember, Hassan Reddick, I think he had like a four or five-sack game late in the year um, after Chandler Jones went out. So... Um I could see It was him against being, the Giants, wasn't it? I think it was. I, I honestly can't remember. So and I've already been wrong once on Cardinal stuff, so I'm gonna just say maybe. That's gonna be my answer for this one. Um Kevin Williams, was that against the Giants? Question mark. Let us know.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, we haven't heard from old Kevin Williams in
2: a while. So uh we haven't.
1: what's
2: up? What's up, What's KW? up, bud? what's up, bud? Um so moving on though. Um Let's talk about some Marcus May here. So Marcus May, the safety for the jets. Everybody's like, okay, he could be a good free agent. He's, he is sneaky old. I know a lot of people have said that because he like came out of Florida pretty late. Um, I think he's like 28 right now. So crazy is, to like yeah. be going into free agency. I mean, this is like his first time going into free agency at age 28 It's nuts, but um, still a great player. Still awesome. I think that he could get a three-year deal and play fantastic. Um, A lot of people thought, hey, the Jets are just going to resign. him. like, he's their guy. You know, a lot of people thought Jamal Adams was their guy, you know, if we were talking a year ago. So maybe, you know, maybe nobody really knows. But the point is, his Marcus Mays agent came out and responded to a tweet from Phil Yates, I believe, of ESPN, when he was like, oh, yeah, the Jets are going to have so much money. They're going to have like $80 million and this. And then he responds with, yeah, but yet they can't resign their captain and the leader of this team and um and all pro a players gotten all pro votes they can't take care of him oh and all of this with them the year before not being able to take the take care of the previous all pro safety so um big time yikes look i mean it's funny because a lot of jets fans love to try to shit on the jags and their front office and they're like god oh, the Jags are gonna <laughs> ruin trevor lawrence maybe you guys should worry about your own shit first before you come at before you come at another organization
0: I mean, what haven't the Jets ruined? I mean, that's the real question. Like, if they're going to, I don't understand how Jets fans can go at any other organization and attempt to roast or make fun of them. Literally, look at your team. That's the laughing stock of the NFL right now. Like, the Cleveland Browns just want a playoff game. What the fuck? Like, I don't understand how Jets fans are making fun of anybody else. That's ridiculous. I'm, that's news to hear to me. I hope that they didn't bother you or get to you in any way, because that's just so stupid. Oh, they're going to ruin Trevor Lawrence. What'd you do to Sam Donald? What'd you do to Jamal Adams? What are you doing to Marcus may like anybody and everybody that's joined the jets organization <laughs> is pretty much there. Any free agent you signed hasn't been good. You have a lot of money. What are you going to do with it? Because you still don't have an answer on your quarterback. I'm going to stick here though, with the agent for Marcus may, uh, before we get into that on the Sam Donald information that we have, uh, it's, just, I, I look at that as more like agent speak. Like, you're 28 years old. It's your first offseason, like, your first time to go get your second contract. You're at 28, you're old in the eyes of NFL teams, you know. And I, I get that in that aspect. But at the same time, you haven't been like a massive star in New York. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you've been good. You replaced Jamal Adams. You were there. You've been loyal. You've been really well. You've been a good player for the team and everything like that. But at the same time you are 28 you probably don't deserve the highest salary of a safety and i'm not sure they're asking for that but it is kind of one of those things where i get it on both sides but i am very much pay the player they deserve it they don't have a long career you know they do make generational money but at the same time it's like hey you know you're here for a good time not a long time that's kind of really what it is and the nfl stands for not for long uh you got to get paid or you got to get paid. Now, whether that's with New York or not, do you want to be there for the rebuild at the age of 28 and go down as a New York jet legend? I don't know if you do that, you know, being at your age um, and not having been there that long either. It's just, I'm on kind of both sides with it. But I mean, if I'm Marcus may or the agent, at least like, at least know there's a market for you somewhere else in the league. Like there's other teams that are going to be looking for a safety, you know, that can roam and make plays and create and you know, be somewhat of a ball hawk because when you look at the Jets, I mean, they're in a complete rebuild right now. Like they are taking calls on Sam Darnold. A guy they just drafted at, what, 3 overall 3 or 4 years ago. You're already ready to move on from him. You already have a new coach, you have a new front office. You have you know, backed in at left tackle. That's awesome. You got Denzel Mims at receiver who seems to be coming on strong. You have, you know, excuse me, uh, Quinnen Williams, the defensive tackle. Those are kind of your young guys that you're going to be building this team from. That's kind of the foundation of it because you have all this money and everyone else that you brought in a free agency like the Bell isn't there anymore. Who is the linebacker that they got uh, that hasn't even played? His name is slipping my mind.
2: I'm not sure who you're referring to.
0: They had a linebacker. He's been injured. He wears a helmet. He takes pictures. You know, when they're playing games, and it's like, wish I was out there for the Jets.
2: I've never seen that. He wears oh, helmet and takes pictures. <laughs> I don't know. What yeah, you're he like to sits in to. his
0: apartment with this helmet on, and he's like watching the game, like ready to watch the Jets.
2: Oh, I I guess I've never seen that. Is that a thing? Like, there's a guy it that was.
0: does that. I, you know what? That that's just the Jets. If you don't know, it's because it's the Jets, and they're just they're not worth your time and attention. It was a thing, though. I promise. And it was a free agent that they came that they brought in the same year as Le'Veon Bell, um, and he's just been injured and not played. I don't know if they released him last year. Is Wait, that the wasn't Williamson it,
2: guy? I was gonna say, are you talking about Avery Williamson who ended up getting traded to the Steelers? There it is. Yup. Yeah. He, yeah. He got traded this year once Devin Bush went down. Okay, I now know what you're so talking that goes- about. He did yep. have a video, and he was outside. It was raining, and he was waiting for a cap. Okay, I get which when you're – I don't know about the pictures, but he did make a video of that. Yes, I remember that now. Sorry. Okay.
0: Glad we're all <laughs> on the same page here. All in all, the Jets got to get this figured out. And if you're looking at Marcus May and you're trying to rebuild a team – Do you spend money on a 28 year old safety or do you just draft a young guy? You go get someone else and you just try to develop the position and save money for the next year to continue to build because you know, this isn't being turned around immediately. There's a lot of question marks, but the fact that they're taking calls on Sam Donald after they've mentioned that they're given the quarterback class, a complete, you know, they're a thorough review. They're going to look at everything. They're going to interview the quarterbacks. They're going to break things down. Um, If you're willing to take calls on Sam Donald, that means there's a guy there at number two that you're willing to take. Now, whether that's Justin Fields, whether that's Zach Wilson, a Trey Lance, or hell, a Mac Jones, whose hype has just been going through the roof the last couple weeks as his former teammates um, and players from other universities in the SSC have just been raving about this kid. Um, There's a huge question mark at number two where the draft really starts because your Jacksonville Jaguars are clearly taking Trevor Lawrence, as they should, I mean, what do you think the Jets are doing? Who do you think Sam Darnold gets traded to? What compensation do the Jets get in return? And then what quarterback or player are they taking at two?
2: Cool. So let me move. Let me reverse back here. We'll stay with Marcus May. So talking contracts, like I think that he'll probably be in that like safety, like six range. So like right now, safety six is like Landon Collin. No, actually that's five. One, two, three. Yeah. So six is like Devin McCordy at like eleven five, Justin Simmons at 11, four, given that was, um, franchise tag. So uh, 11 mil a year. I think that's probably in the area that Marcus may will get paid, you know, three year, 33, 35 million, somewhere in that area. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, do they do that? Do they just use a franchise tag on him and just say, Hey, we just want you for one more year for $11 million. And then you'll be 29 at that point, And then we'll let you walk. Like, we'll see. Um, I hope Marcus may gets to go to an organization that he wants to be at. If that's the jets great. If it's somewhere else, I'm hoping that he gets, I mean, I, I like the franchise tag as a fan, like when you're, you have a player that might leave, but also I don't like it just from a player standpoint. I don't think that I think that's a shitty thing. Like I, I hate that a team can just sign you for one year and you're not guaranteed anything. So I think that sucks. Um, now going on to, Darnold I mean we kind of dove into this last episode of like where he could go what are your options I know you keep saying Pittsburgh I just don't see it with Pittsburgh I just don't see why they would make or I see why they would make that trade I just don't see the Jets making that trade um so I mean that's a tough one I could see the Bears like the Bears are probably a good option trade a couple second rounders um I mean at this point it's probably gonna take a first rounder with what um all the other quarterbacks are going for and all the reports that what some could go for, like a Russell Wilson and a Deshaun Watson. So I could see the Bears as a very good option. I could see Washington as a very good option as well. Um, nice things with that is both of those teams are in the NFC. So if you are training Darnold, you're getting him out of the AFC in case you realize that you just coached him poorly and he's actually a good quarterback. So um, kind of watches you there. So um, that's kind of what I'm thinking again, I probably would end up taking a first rounder or at least multiple second rounders to get him at that that point would be my guess. And then, sorry, what was the last thing? Mac Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Yeah. Skyrocketing right now. I still think that he ends up being, you wonder if he could end up finding a way to pass Trey Lance um, with Trey Lance really not playing and people just being a little concerned about what Trey, Trey Lance can be. I mean, the the excitement of what Trey Lance could be probably makes it. So he still goes ahead of him, but I could see a situation where maybe Mac Jones goes at four, but there's no way I see Mac Jones going ahead of the first three, obviously not Trevor Lawrence um, two for me has always has been Justin Fields, So I don't think about that. And then Zach Wilson at three, I just don't see that happening. So, but I think it's a lock that all five of them go in the top 20.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit, you might as well say top 15, really. I mean, yeah, at those points, because I know San Francisco's at 12, the New England Patriots at 15, but I mean, even when you look further down the board, like you have the new Orleans saints, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers. At what point are they kind of thinking, all right, we need to get a quarterback for the future. Can we trade up for a guy who's maybe fallen, whether it is a Mac Jones, whether that is a Trey Lance. And is someone willing to take Kyle trash, the quarterback out of Florida, I mean, that was a guy which during the season, I felt like was just being hyped up, you know, through the roof. Like, hey, this is a guy that people some people felt like were making the argument as a top three quarterback in the class. And now it's just I feel like he had what a bad bowl game and people are just willing to just are just jumping off the bandwagon. I'm like, and eh, we're not going to talk about Kyle Trask. Maybe I'm reading or seeing different aspects of things, but that's just the way it's felt to me. Um, And it's been surprising to see him just no longer be in first round mocks or to even be discussed in the quarterback class uh, for Florida. And, you know, kind of the big year that he had with Kyle Pitts and uh, Kadarius Toney and those guys. It's just been kind of shocking to me, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, which neither of those guys played in the bowl game. Like he was playing with a whole bunch of, you know, guys he had never played all year. And if you look, there was so many drops that turned into interceptions. So, yeah. Um, and again, I kind of agree with your top 15. Like that makes sense. The reason I said top 20 is because Washington's at 19 and Chicago's at 20. <laughs> so I'm just those like, were worst the case- teams, Yep. Yeah. Worst case scenarios. If one of them fall, like those are the guys that are taking them. I would have probably said 21 if it wasn't for the Carson Wentz deal to uh, the Colts. So um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see though. Like it, it's always fun to, you know, draft Twitter is, um, it can be a very fun place, but it can be a very toxic place that I just don't enjoy very often.
0: Um, it can be exhausting. But- like, let's be honest. Draft Twitter can be absolutely exhausting and it's getting to a point where it's like, just calm the fuck down. Like it, it's too hot takey. You know what I mean? Like, this is my guy, this guy's going to explode. Let's hear why this guy might explode. Like, that's what I want to see. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to see you promote, be like, this is what I'm seeing. This is why not just through the roof of like, this is my number one receiver. This is my number one defensive player, the number one player in the draft. Bro, calm down. None of us got a fucking clue, like, at all. Just chill. What team does he fit on? Let's see that. Cool. Yeah. That's what I like about draft tour. That's what I like about <laughs> the draft is, like, where could this guy, like, what team could this guy join and be, like, a huge help to? Like, how can this guy help change the organization instead of, like, this guy's top of his position, this is the sleeper that everyone needs to have or keep an eye on. That gets exhausting to me. That's my draft Twitter net rant. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk.
2: Ted Talk. Um, so I agree with you, first off. Uh, but I mean, I just I don't get really involved in draft Twitter, so it's me just reading. Um, but man, there's a lot of drama going on this weekend. I don't know if you paid attention to it because you had your you had your mini combine, um, so you might have not paid attention, but I don't know. There is like this dude that used the you know was making fun of it dude basically saying it looked like the r word i'm not going to say it because that's just so disrespectful i'm um, saying that yeah i looked like he had down syndrome like it was just the most disres- disrespectful thing i've ever wow. seen i can't ever can't even remember his name it's some dude um that had a ton of followers and then it just started dropping like crazy like everybody stopped started unfollowing him he lost like 1300 followers or something like that which was awesome and then all of a sudden he appalled like he went on this rant about he's never gonna apologize and then like an hour later when he dropped 1300 followers he apologized and it's like yeah you're not really apologizing you're just like obsessed with twitter count and followers and you're just Mm -hmm. doing that i'm like you're a fucking asshole dude so grow up um but anyways the point is draft twitter I love it. And I hate it at the same time. And yet I keep coming back to it because it's just so intriguing, but I, cause I, I truly do love hearing people's opinions of like what like things could like what players could be like comparisons, like watching like tape and like them, like just doing little clips of like, Hey, this is what this guy can do, which is awesome. Like it's fantastic. But yet to your point, like sometimes it just gets too hot takey where you just like want to do that. And then like, it's the worst in March, right? Because like, it's like people have the hot takes now. And then in April, it's like, they flip like 180. And I get it. Like when you, like, when you watch film, like you can change your opinion, 100% acceptable, but it's, I hate it when it's like, this is never going to change. This is it. And then literally like in like four weeks, it changes. Um, So that's your hot takey comment. So anyways, but that's enough of that. So we have One more episode here before free agency kicks off. So free agency starts, I believe on the 17th, two weeks from tonight, just under two weeks from the people that are listening to this, starts on St. Patrick's Day. So we obviously have an episode coming out on the 10th or we'll record on the 10th, come out on the 11th. And we are going to try to do, some good fits and why they're good fits for certain players for certain teams. We'll try to get to every team. Um, That's a lot of takes there. So we don't know if we'll have enough time, but we'll do, you know, we'll look at what we consider the, at least the top 20 free agents and kind of go there and say, Hey, this fits because of contract X, Y, and Z and because of fit scheme, so on and so forth. So super excited about that one.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. A lot of research is going to be going into that Uh, a lot of prepping, I'm excited for it though. I'm ready. This is, we haven't had an episode where we've really done a deep dive like that in a, in a little bit. So this is going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it.
2: It is for sure. So, all right, everybody. All the
0: best players are going to the Chiefs. Fuck you guys. We're going to run it back times two.
2: <laughs> times two. And the Jags are going to overpay everybody by $10 million to make sure they get them because that's what they're going to have to do. And that's totally fine by me uh marcus Lattimore, we're coming for you we're trading for you don't worry bud you'll get out of new Orleans soon i don't know why i'm saying that like one like he wants out i mean mean, he's probably perfectly happy there but i just want him so badly (laughs) so um
0: but that doesn't sound like that guy off (laughs) it he sounded like that kid off of elf where it's like good luck finding your dad buddy (laughs) (laughs) it's not a kid Uh, but yeah i get you like land of misfit toys whatever yeah, totally. Am I even saying the right movie? Is it Elf? Yeah, it's
2: Elf. And he goes, okay. bye, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <Something like> that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic, classic that was show. Good. Love that was it. good. Love it. So, all right. On that note, we're out of here. We appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football.